Blog Talk Radio. And hello, 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 everyone. This is Helena Steinhornstein with our wondrous world, this world so full of wonders. Hello and welcome. I'm right now in Stockholm, Sweden. Well, looking out the window today, I could just be anywhere because this is gray and and I have this dark clouds around me outside the windows and uh, uh, it, it's raining and it's smattering outside on the windowsill. It's quite cozy. It's beautiful for a Saturday afternoon if you haven't planned on going anywhere, which for the once this weekend I'm not. I'm going to stay in town. How fantastic. You know, it's wonderful. I've been out going out to the to the country. I've been out to the archipelago to see friends just about every weekend since I got here. And it's wonderful. It's fun. It's nice to stay in one place also. I'm big on that. I love to just stay put and enjoy the peace and just everything around me. So um, here we are today. We're going to speak about 12 ways to nourish your soul. Soul, yes. I work with the soul every day with my clients because the so-called healing uh, I do, which is a putting back into balance, it's always going through the soul. I didn't know that, but with time, and I've done this so long, I worked on well, over 40,000 individuals just sitting one-on-one. And I don't count groups or, or big lecture audiences, just the sitting one-on-one on, or over the phone, one-on-one. And uh, it goes through the soul somehow. And what is this soul? You know, it's impossible to Google it for me because I don't get the answer that I see. And I'm one of the few out there who's actually working with this, seeing the process as a medical intuitive and as an intuitive. Most opinions out there, or just about all opinions out there on the soul or about the soul, is done by... Um, intellectuals who have formed a logical explanation what it is. And somehow, although, you know, I have a lot of training, I have academic background like you wouldn't believe. However, this is nothing. This has nothing to do with academic degrees or academic knowledge. This is on a totally different level. What is the soul again? Well, the I see the soul when I work on people. It's like you have within you, in your chest area, you have a big ball of rotating light. It's the God flame in me. And now people say, oh, you have God, you have flame, you have God, you have spirit, and you have this, and you have mind, and you have soul, and all this, which is what they want to know. You know, we human beings live in such a limitation. And from the beginning of 
organizing this planet. It has been based on logic, seen with our human minds. And this is an incredible limitation. And we haven't changed that much. We still live in this limitation. And we still live in a society that's based on limitation and logic. And I'm totally in a different direction away from that and just believe in this incredible power that we all have within us. And I see this as this rotating big light within us and how we have to nurture this incredible power. This incredible power is directly connected to, to your heavens and to your subconscious mind. And this is what it is all about and how important it is to nurture this particular power within you. You were born with that. It was there before you came to this earth. Many times I can tell a woman that, you know, you're going to get pregnant soon unless, you know, you don't want it or something. But I see a soul. I see this energy rotating around you. And as soon as you have formed a body in you, it's willing to jump in and take over and be in that body. That is how I see the beginning of creation. I see it. I feel it. And how many people have I told, oh, you know, it looks like you're going to get pregnant soon. And I've been told, oh, no, I'm not getting pregnant anymore. You know, I'm out of that. I'm too old and everything else. They all have come back to me and said, how did you know? Well, I see that soul moving around someone who is about to get pregnant. It's an incredible thing. And the first thing I would like to say to you, to make this soul in you a happy soul, a soul in balance, is happiness, laughter. You know, a good laugh. Have you had a good laugh today? Yesterday, the day before yesterday, when did you laugh that really happy, good laugh the last time? When did you do that? And I remember uh, that I have told so many who have had bad livers that, you know, you need more happiness. You need more laughter in your life. I can see that in people's livers because, you know, this source of light that we have within us, that soul. It shines into certain organs all the time, into all organs, I would say. But mainly, the laughter is so wanted by the liver. And I got a little letter, an email here from a client, well, someone who listened to me, and uh, she said, I enjoyed your show, I listen very often. And she's Laurie Michelle. Hello, Laurie Michelle. How are you? Anyway, she's very concerned because she's gone to doctor, she's put on weight, and then she cannot get rid of it. And maybe it's better today because I haven't answered this one in a while. That when you 
put on weight and you lose again, this has nothing to do with the soul, this particular piece, is that the body is retaining water for a long time and keeps on tricking the body to keep that weight. But her concern is why I feel that she has problems with her stomach is that she doesn't have, or you, Lori Michelle, you don't have the joy. You need to laugh. Ha-ha, laugh in your life. And many of you who have problems with your livers or in your stomach and you don't know what it is, you need more laughter in your life. You need more joy. And also, you might have too much of underlying stress in your life. Livers hate stress. They just cannot handle stress. And they go down, down, down with that thing going on in you. Just that stress going on with you. So skip the stress. Get over it and bring laughter into your life. And uh, you have been suggested to get a colonoscopy because of your age. You're 51 years old, although you have no history and symptoms. When you need a colonoscopy, it's because of, you know, uh, a cancer that you can have inside. I don't say that you have that at all. I just say you don't have enough fun, enough joy, and too much of stress. But a colonoscopy, and you're so worried about this. And I say, no, go ahead. Everyone does it. Really very old people do it too. I had a man who was 95, and he said they have told him to do it once a year, although you should need to do it only once every five years. But he does it once every year. And it's a bit strong load on, on the physical body to do that. But he said, I got it down to science, exactly how to do it. And um, he seems to take it very well. So, Laurie Michelle, don't worry, you know, about anything. Start to have more fun in your life. Move your body. Go to exercises. Go for long walks. Start to experience nature. And now bring in that laughter in your life. So laugh, laugh, laugh. And I can tell you a little story about uh, my own family. And we were all together in my home in Florida. And uh, we had finished dinner. And like always in our family, we eat dinner like for two hours for a long time. Just slowly. And uh, we talk and we have a good time. And this was now towards the end of the dinner we'd finished and I asked my grandson who is my oldest grandson who is now 18 uh, and a beautiful handsome you know young man broad shoulders and everything and I said to him tell me about yourself of course I thought I knew all about him he started to tell me about himself and he started something like I was born in and so on and I don't know what happened I started to laugh when he spoke, not at him, but suddenly I saw instead of this beautiful, handsome young man, I saw this little boy that I used to take care of and how much he wanted everything his way. And now here he sat like a serious, you know, young man who had, who was good at a lot of things. And, um, so my picture disappeared, but that was. And he, 
him, he kept on talking, and I started to laugh and laugh. And for some reason, everyone started to laugh, and he did too. And we started to look at each other and laugh even more. And we were crying. Our tears were falling down because we were laughing. And we stopped for a few seconds. And when we looked at each other again, and we started to laugh again. It was an amazing moment. I don't think I've ever done that. And to laugh dear ones like this for no particular reason, just to laugh it all out. It felt so good. And we went to bed, of course, eventually, and um, because we have dinner late in my family, and we eventually went to bed. And the next morning, when I met my grandson again, he said, you know, Grandma, and they called me more and more, it was a good laugh yesterday. I feel so good today. It was a great time, you know. We had such a good time just to laugh, and it was an enrichment for our souls. It kind of cleansed the soul. So that is the number one point about nurturing your soul. Soul loves that. So, um, uh, and then in that thing is also learn to cry. I have come across people who have lost a dear one, a spouse, and somehow they have not been able to cry it out, you know, properly. Usually men, but women as well. They haven't had a really strong, good cry. It's crying for hours and hours and hours to cry it off the load that you have in your soul. So when you have had a big disappointment or grief or loss in your life, learn to cry it off. Well, you never cry it off because it would stay in your soul forever. But it helps to get it out of your soul. You have to load the pain. Your soul is not supposed to carry any pain. Your soul is an unbelievable place of knowledge, a capital that you have in you. It should not be burdened by a lot of human stuff, you know, whatever it could be, like fear and sorrow and grief and so on. So those are important for you to know about keeping a good soul. And also, to be grateful, you know, to really feel very, very grateful for who you are. If you are healthy, if you are, you have good looks, if your hands are working, if your arms are working, if nothing is wrong with you at this time, or if you have the money so you can have a good home, if you have children, or you have children at all, be grateful for your life. Don't think in any way of those lacks, you know, oh, I don't have a nice car, or I don't have a man in my life, or I don't have a woman in my life. I hear this so much. So many people put that first in their life. 
like put that as their God in their life, to put that lack, the mangel, mangel, as you say in German, brist in Swedish. Don't put that lack, the brist, mangel, first in your life. Be grateful for what you have. This is so good for your soul, and it's a good piece of advice. I know those who have an awful lot of all the good. I never heard many of them. I say I haven't heard many of them say I'm so grateful. Yes, I've heard this from a few of my clients. They're grateful that they can do they wish to do with their wealth. But so many others are the opposite. They are not grateful for anything in their life including the good health and, and the good fortune they have in their life. So be grateful for what you have. Now the next one, the next thing to keep a good soul, a good balance in your soul, is to learn forgiveness. To learn forgiveness. I said one more time, to forgive. And I can hear people say, oh, no, I don't want to forgive him. He doesn't deserve it. Oh, she is a bitch. I don't, I'm not going to forgive her. I can hear those things just out there in, in the ether, just moving around. No. Forgive. It serves you better. It's for you. It's not for the one who has behaved badly. But be selfish here. Think about you. So this means that you should allow the light to come through to you. And now you send light from your heart to that person that you don't like. Send it. And I'm going to send that white light right now. I'm receiving the light first, and now I'm going to send that light to our President of the United States. Send it, because he needs a lot of light. Whoever you are, whoever you voted for, I didn't vote for him, I can tell you that much. I'm sending him light anyway, because it makes me feel better about him. It makes me feeling better about politics. That is a crazy thing. I can't believe there is such a thing as politics. I can't believe that we have politics to solve our problems. What do we solve with politics? You don't solve peace. You don't add peace much because the only lasting peace is to send love and light to everyone. Politicians, do you do that? <laughs> I have to laugh when I think about it. No, you don't. But send that said love and light to the president of the United States. Let's say send love and light to the president of your country, whatever country you are in. And let's send love and light to the situation in the country you are in. And send it from your heart more and more and more and more 
you feel it's coming from your heart, you're sending that white light of forgiveness to these people in your life that you want to send love to. Do that right now. It may be an ex-spouse. It may be an ex-partner. Send the love and light right now. Allow the light to shine through to you from above. And now you send that light on to that person. This is how you solve problems. You solve Sorry, I need to drink a drink, some water here, and I don't have clothes to me. So I have to just think and imagine water because I notice I have a dry mouth. And now begin to send that love and light to all and everyone in your life. Now to those you love also. And that felt so good. This is how you nurture your soul. You send love and light to the discrepancies, the negativity, to those negative, to the evil even in this life. Because love and light is light. Evil is darkness. So if you send love and light to the darkness, you will light it up and we will have a better world for that. And we'll all benefit from that. Win that, of course. And when you don't feel well in any way, bring down the light over you and just let it shine. You don't have to to tell this light it has to do, it knows that. It is the ultimate intelligence. It knows where something is wrong. So when you bring in the light, it knows where to go. It knows what, what to do. We are so into the logic that we believe we have tell this higher power that created us and is so much smarter than we are. We believe we have to tell it what to do. It knows. It knows what to do. And that's why in my healing sessions with other with others, with people sitting in front of me, or I am connected with through Skype or over the telephone. See where everything is might be wrong and out of balance. I don't tell the light. I just let the light flow through me and I send the light to that person and the light goes exactly where it needs to be. It's smart. And now you relax. This was very big stuff, what we were doing. In all this, and I say many times, we are part of nature, and nature is part of us. So join 
nature from time to time. See to it that you're with nature. If you don't get close to nature, you may have a park. Go out the park, touch a tree, and you're not worried what people are going to think about you. Hug a tree, hold it in your arms. You know, I don't much if you're going to hug a tree and if you put your ear to the trunk of the tree and you will hear it kind of be like this, like in the heart of the tree, you will hear it. And you take like a big sigh of relief when you connect with the tree. And at that moment, your soul will also connect with the tree. And you will now have a connection with nature. This is very, very good for your soul to connect with nature and to go out in nature. Listen to the birds. Begin to be aware. And awareness is another point about nurturing your soul. Be aware of nature, to be aware of everything around you, just the air around you, to be aware of the air and breathe in consciously and breathe out consciously. You know that the air is the beginning of your life. This is the soul I'm talking about. The medical field was very intrigued by the soul for a while. And uh, they wondered where it was. They said in the brain, in the chest, and in your heart, and so on. These were presumptions. Because they couldn't see. You don't see the soul, but somehow they know there is such a thing as something higher living within us. And, and when your body starts, stops breathing, that leaves your body. This is what you call your soul. And there was a doctor, and this was a long time ago, but uh, people listened to him because he was a doctor and because he was a man. And he lived in, well, sorry, that's the way it is. <laughs> and um, uh, this Dr. McDougall, he was interested in the soul, how much it would weigh and how it looked like and so on. So when people were dying, they were put on a bed with, you know, with scales, and you, it had was those extreme scales. You can weigh people down to the last little ounce. And he found that before people died, they were three quarters of an ounce heavier, or in grams, 21 grams heavier when they were than when they had passed on. So he made the presumption that soul weighs 21 grams. And as I said, because he was a doctor and a man, people listened to that. But there was no substantial proof for that at all. And uh, no one really listened to him much. Later on, uh, on that line, they connected some dying people to computers with computer screens. And just a blank screen. 
and at the moment of them passing on to the next level when they died, so to speak, you see that little flicker passing through the screen, just and that was the soul leaving. And I don't know what doctors said, what researchers, but I saw that information somewhere, and I heard it also somewhere in a lecture, and I even used that information myself in a lecture of my own. So um, we know there is such a thing as a soul, and that is your life. That soul, that life, that sparkle of life within you, is the beginning and end of this life that you are. Where does it go afterwards? I say to join the big soul of the universe. And then when it's time to come back here, it jumps back to that person that is about to receive this body. Anyway, big process, and that's not... uh, should talk more about. I'm going to talk about actually the soul. So, what thing about soul? It likes those of the same mind, or the same, or those of the same frequencies. You know very well that when you're somewhere and suddenly you talk to someone and you get along so beautifully, and it's not necessary that you have lived together in a past lifetime and you've been mother and son, something like that. No. It means you are on the same frequency. You are just playing on the wavelength and here you meet that same frequency that you are. And when you are together with that frequency, you feel so good. You feel much better in your soul. And it's it is enriching your soul. For like this, you can share information with, and you will both give and give to each other, and your souls will enrich. I know someone who was asking, what is the old soul as opposed to a new soul? And I say, a soul is a soul is a soul. And I look at it as as a tulip, you know, the flower tulip, and it's closed. And now this tulip begins to open up and open up to the day around it and open up and open up. This is an old soul because it's a soul that has opened up through the lifetimes. It has lived through several lifetimes and has been opened. So many just go through one lifetime after the other and they remain in that closed soul mode, <laughs> like the closed tulips, like the, just the just new little bulb. But once you start to experience life a little bit more, you're open to life. You open up and you open up and you open up. This way, your soul matures. 
And once it has started to mature in one lifetime, it will in the next one. And I Google this up. Well, they they don't you know, Google see it the way I do. Because they said, oh, it's the word, it's just your awareness in your mind and so on. Which means that people have no mind, you know, without Alzheimer's. Those who were born with, you know, very retarded, they have not much of a soul. Not so. On the contrary, they can have very, very mature souls. And they're here to just observe and mature even more and observe. I went to someone's house and he had this son who had, they said, absolutely no brain. He was so good looking. It was amazing. And I could feel his soul so strongly. It was like I was speaking to him. And here you had this beautiful young man who couldn't even get dressed on his own who looked so gorgeous in every way, but didn't have a brain. Well, he probably had a brain, but it didn't function. But he had a soul so remarkably vivid, I could communicate with him and know immediately who he was and where he had lived before and how he now was with his father and his mother to join them again to take care of him in this lifetime because in the previous lifetime they had taken all his money away from him. So he died poor out in the gutter more or less. And he had, when he died in that lifetime, he solely had his had this purpose to give revenge to these people. He came back as their son and they loved him for he was. And he just do everything, change his clothing and feed him and everything else. He was happy in his way. And this is a remarkable story. But life is remarkable. And sometimes I think God has an incredible sense of humor, how things are put together into some kind of eternity of balance. Absolutely remarkable. So I have a few more things here. Um, to be honorable, because when you are outing people around us, something in you doesn't like it, and that is your soul. So be honorable, be honest to yourself, and not to lie. You know that those who lie, who are they don't know they're lying. See that nowadays. <laughs> uh, they just, that's the way they are. They create their own reality. But those who deliberately lie, they start to form some kind of darkness around their soul. So don't, don't do that. <laughs> you know, be honest, be honorable. Tell and live the truth. Because it will make you feel much, much better. It's like being out in a store, for instance. And you are in the store and you see all these things just lying around. And you wouldn't have any problems to pick up a few little things and put them in the pocket because you know no one is watching and there's no camera around. 
you still don't do that because it makes you feel much better not to steal, not to be dishonest. I have by mistake gone into, I, I remember once I bought, I went into store to buy fabric, like three yards or something, I was going to do something. And I had them cut the fabric for, cut the fabric for me. And thinking about anything, I went to my car and I put down the fabric and I saw, how stupid that kid didn't give me a bag. And then it occurred to me, I've got to pay for that fabric. My God, I felt so bad. I took the fabric and went back to the store and stood in line in front of the cashier to pay my fabric and get a bag, of course, but who cared? And then I went out again. It made me feel so much better instead of each time when I would have looked at that fabric on, I would think, oh, I didn't pay for that. I didn't pay for that. Well, maybe someone likes that idea, but I didn't like that idea. So I happily went back in and just paid for it. So um, we are here and on the board. And, you know, pray. Well, pray. What do you mean by that, someone wonders? It means when you pray, you wish from your soul. From your soul, you wish something so very intensely. You really, really would like this. You desire for this to happen. And you send out that wish to the universe. And you pray. And it can be that you pray for someone else and you still send that wish to the universe because when you give to someone else, you have to give to the universe. This is the only way to give, to give from your heart. And that's another part of nurturing your soul. Give Whoever you give, give from your heart. It means you should never regret what you have been given to that person. I hear that a lot from people. Oh, if I had known how he would behave, I would never have given him this. I'm sure you heard this lots of times. I'm sure we have probably thought that a few times also out there. So when you give, and I made that as a rule early on, I don't know why, no one told me to do so, but I just felt it would me, make me feel much better. Because many times you really like to help people and you, you feel you want to help them very, very much. Well, help them from your heart. And I have to learn this in my line of work. When I help people and help them get to feel better, I have to help them from my heart because it's not always that they would say nice things about me afterwards. You know, I know that people are most incredibly ungrateful, but you know, you give your universe to the universe, your universe, and because your universe is a good universe, a loving universe. I think many out there have created different universes for themselves. 
And for you, you will create a good universe for yourself where there is a good God. God doesn't create problems for us. We create problems for us. So when we now create those problems for us, what do we do afterwards? We send it light, love and light. What is that loving light? This is a tool. This is God's way, God and soul. I don't know who is really what, but we all belong together in the light. We believe that everything has to be lined up scientifically. Yes, when we work scientifically and we need the scientific two, three, four steps. We have to do it this way. But once you work with spirit, it doesn't work that way. We are beyond the human limitation. We are far beyond the human limitation. We are so much more. And we have that availability in us to work with that inner light, your soul light. You can do that at any time. And I, I came across an old email here from someone called Eva in Stockholm. And she said um, uh, she went to a lecture of mine and she loved it. And uh, she said also, I bought two of your wonderful meditations. Your voice is fantastic. And the whole CD is the best I've ever heard. <laughs> And uh, she goes on like this. But anyway, she was asking me now, when you pull down the light, how are you going to do that? How do I get the help I need? How shall I ask God now at the same time? And this is all a little bit messed up, I feel. Let the light as the God light. And it knows everything. And you said something about, uh, also I didn't say it when I was reading your email, but I pulled up my hands above my head and just pulled down light over me. This is the way I do it when I'm alone. I just pull down the light over me. And I did it right now and I could just feel that light coming down over me because I train myself so much to pull down the light that when I do so, I just cannot help that big breath of air when the light hits my heart and I have it right there. And now I just am in the light. Yes, I send love and light to the person in front of me and send love and light to their heart, to their appendix, or whatever they need to add energy to, with the intention, because intention is something that is extremely important in the whole process. What is your intention? And when you want to nurture your soul, it is, of course, with the intention of adding the good, of adding love and light to your show, to yourself. So intention, if you have to write down anything, it is your intention. 
that you have to look after and make sure your intention is honorable, is good, is loving. And that is what counts in your life. The intention with your life. Do you have an intention? Do you have the intention to get well if you're not feeling well? Or are you just putting the wrong energy into you? Oh, I don't know if I can get well. Oh, my stomach still hurts. Clear, clear. Get rid of that. Brush it away. And that clear, clear, because those who come to me as clients, I install, download that energy of clear, clear in them. It's very easy for them to use afterwards just to get rid of their problems. You brush it away with those words. But those words are just awakening your subconscious mind within you that has been kind of treated in our healing session. And it awakens that energy that you received in the healing session. So it's a little bit more than that. But anyway... You have the power to guide your intention in the direction that you feel fit. And that intention had better be good because otherwise it will mirror back into your own physical being. You have to create an energy within you that is of the highest good and good, good, good. And not judging others negatively. So if you are now in the positive energy, things will be good. You will feel better. It's just a scientific fact. I say scientific because when you just bombard someone with an energy, it gets hit. And we bombard sickness and everything like this negative with white light. And of course, the white light will rule. In all this also, you know, listen to beautiful music. Dream yourself away in be- with beautiful music. I always use music in my life and in my work. It's there. And um, if you have any questions, by way. I always have my email screen open during these sessions. I have two computer screens open, always. And my phone is there too at the same time, so I can be uh, available for uh, for you. And you can send in questions to me. It's a little late in the show now, but for another time, you can email me questions to Dr. Helena Info, Dr for Dr. Helena, my name, my first name, info, short for information, drhelenainfo at yahoo.com. You can reach me at that email address at all times. And before I end this show with a little meditation, a healing meditation as usual, uh, please use my book, the white light in whatever language you find it in. <laughs> the white light 
a limitless reality. You get it on Amazon worldwide and also on your local book uh, store, you know, book lines on, on the internet, wherever you are. The White Light is a collection of lots or lots or lots of information that I collected during a lifetime. And this has been a full and long time. You find information in this book that you have not read before in other books. I guarantee that. So do read it. And each time you read it, you will learn more. It's like you get a different angle in information each time you read it. So keep it on your bedside after you read it once. And open it up sometimes when you have a problem. Just like you do the Bible, and the page will open up for you. Most of the information is channeled in that book. And then you have all the actions, all the happenings, all the events, everything that I say I have experience, I have experience. But then you have all that channel information in between. And I think you should read that, study it, and read it again. So, um, yes, music, that's part of nurturing your soul. And if like opera, whatever music you love, listen to it and love it. Then it's important to have a happy home. To have a beautiful home, bring beautiful things into your home, beautiful little knickknacks. Those who cannot stand little knickknacks, I think, just bring soul awareness to a home. To have beautiful little things, if you have beautiful little objects, then those little objects they have been around for a long, long time and have always created soul energy of their own. I notice that because I walk around with my hand around antiques and I see how they have created their own energy somewhat. An antique has a different energy. An antique piece of furniture has a different energy from a new piece of energy. The new oh, oh, furniture. A new piece of furniture does not have much of an energy. The same as an old piece of furniture has been around people for a long, long time. There are many, many more ways to be nurturing your soul. And that is to look for the good side in everyone. And to keep a happy home, as I just said, and to have beautiful things that but to keep a tidy place. It's not good for your soul to be untidy if you are untidy or your home is untidy, because then your whole life might be untidy. So clean your life. Clean your home. Clean up your act. And start to lead a truthful life. One big enemy to, uh, to a happy soul is to live in denial because your subconscious mind sees what's going on. But if you try to live in denial and not to accept bad conditions around you or bad politics or whatever 
could be. Once you start to live denial, say one thing to others, and then in your heart you believe another thing, it's very, very bad for you. It's bad for your soul. And I know there are many people who have to work under that condition or those conditions that they have to put up wall denial around you, around them. It's not good for you. It's not good for your soul. Start to bring the light in your life instead. Start to bring in the honor towards you. You have to honor the light in you. You have to honor yourself. Just like you have to honor your mother and your father. It doesn't mean you're going to be their slave in any way. But, you know, we have to bring in that honor and respect around us towards other people and other living beings, our animal, our nature. And there's a big movement going on now about nature, how we have to listen to nature. Please, everyone out there, start to listen to nature. We are part of it. It is part of us. If we don't have a good nature around us, we will not live anymore. And that is just the way it is. So I don't want to end on this little bit sad note, but I would instead just say, let's put ourselves in the light and let the light shine within us, around us. And now relax for a few moments. If you hear the music in the background, it's the music of Stephen Halpin. I have permission to play his beautiful music from his CD, Gifts of the Angels. And now you relax more and more and more. And you go deeper and deeper into your true loving are a spiritual being. I see time is getting a little short here, so I might continue after the recording. is, you know, the actual recording now, but it was afterwards. So those who are listening right now in the recording, you will hear me. So this is Helen Steiner Hornstein. My email drhelena, Dr. Helena, info at yahoo.com my page is www.speakingtoyourheart.com or also another old website body soul connection I'm going to change that to modernized version soon okay now we continue our little meditation this speaking to you out there and you are now in the process of relaxing and relaxing and relaxing. You take a deep breath and your body feels so relaxed, so very, very relaxed. You know that within you there is a place that shines, that is your soul light, your God light in you. And it shines, it rotates, and it gives you more and more 
and more loving energy. As you connect with it, you can feel and experience its presence. It's there. It's shining for you right now, right within you. And you are so relaxed. Yes, you have this source of energy within you called I am the light. It is your very, very best friend. It loves you and it loves your whole body. It shines in through your body. When I say you, it loves you. It loves the spirit that is you, the true you. That true you within you is completely well, happy and well. And now you, through your intention, begin to allow that wellness from your inner light to shine into your body. And this light shines into your body. And we are brushing away any shadows and any darkness. We are clearing that away. And as soon as you do, the origin of that light within you, that big God light up in the universe, is now connecting itself with you and your inner light. And it's now spreading out on its way, on its way through the sky. And now it's coming to you. It's entering through your head, in through your brain cells, filling brain cells with loving love and light and now more light is entering your shoulders in through your spine in through your arms and now a big chunk of light is entering your chest area uniting with your own inner light and now light is spreading down your hips and into your legs healing and loving and your whole body is now full of loving light you take deep breaths you love this light it is the truth of the one that you are I am the light. This is my way. This is my truth. And you allow yourself to shine. The light is shining through you. And your soul is a big, big power station within you. Absolutely filled with loving light. You stretch your body. You stretch your shoulders. 
and you take a deep breath. You love who you are. You love, you love the one that you are. And you continue to love the one that you are. Because you love that shiny light within you. That so light within you. And you take a deep breath. And you feel more and more loving. More and more loving. Yes, you are a shiny light. And now slowly, slowly, we're going to come up from that place where you were and come to this reality. When I count to seven, you will be back here and now. And you will feel very, very good about your life. Number one, you are safe and secure. And you feel so connected with the light shining all through you and all around you. One, two, three, four, your love. And you experience the feeling of love in your heart. You love you and you believe in the light shining within you. One, two, three, four, five, six. And now slowly, slowly, you open up your light again. You feel pleased about you. Happy about being you. And from now on, you will use the white light for your own happiness. And you will send the white light to those you feel need it for their own highest good. And once they shine and you shine, we will have a better world around us. Because your world is the one that you have created around you. And on this note, this is Helena Steiner Hornstein speaking to you from Blog Talk Radio. My website is www.speakingtoyourheart.com. It is also called Activeil with C. Activeil.com. It reminds you of Activate. So it's Activeil with an L instead of T. And my email Dr. Helena Info at yahoo.com. Doctor is written DR. And I'm open for consultations over the internet or over the telephone. Anytime it suits you. I do it with the whole world, with everyone in the big world every day. Have a wonderful day today and see you next time. Bye bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.